What's up, everybody? Coach Carroll here. Welcome to another episode of the Sales Factory. Today, I have my man with me, Ethan Adams. This guy's a straight hustler, born and raised right here in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, went to St. X, graduated in 2016, and much like myself, went straight into the world of hustling. So, decided to pursue his uh, career in real estate. You know, he's one of those go getters. We've met a couple times in person, follow each other on social, and it's like, I talk about this all the time is like the hustle recognizes the hustle, man. And like when somebody's out there doing their thing, it's easy to tell who's really about the mojo and, and who's who's just kind of uh, flaunting it, if you will, and, and not really about the work. So, uh, Ethan, man, thanks and welcome for being on the Sales Factory. What's going on, DJ? I really appreciate stepping out today. Uh, I guess we're not really stepping out. I said yeah. with the ice storm, but um, it's been um, a hell of an experience. Yeah. That's why I was like two hustlers hopping on, uh, just kind of wanting to chop it up. And, that's right, man. That's right. Yeah. You know, it's going to be good stuff. And you know, uh, everybody that's listening, or if you're watching over on the YouTube channel, make sure you give it a thumbs up. If you haven't left a review, please go do so. So, uh, Ethan, let's just hop right into it, man. Graduated St. X 2016 soon after started in real estate. You know, I'm always curious people that get into real estate, uh, you know, what, what made them do that? So what is it that made you want to like go out on your own? And to me, like I consider a real estate agent entrepreneur right you're building your own little book of business and um you know what what is it that made you want to get into the real estate game man i'm you want the real story or the fake story Ah, the real story man (laughs) so uh i actually ended up so i played football at university of Louisville for a year and that didn't really work out so i ended up transferring down to usf was like all right i'm gonna go down here to florida uh, try working my magic here. Um, ended up throwing me on a beach and I kind of had too much fun. So I was like, football. <laughs> um, ended up, I was talking to a girl at the time, worked at um, Keller Williams. And I was like, uh, she was like really highly motivated individual as well. And uh, kind of <laughs> was learning from her. And she was like, Ethan, you'd be a great realtor. And I was so, I grew up just in the construction background and she was like, you'd be a great realtor. And I'm like, what's a realtor? <laughs> and um, he kind of broke it down to me and came up when I fell on my face down there, kind of came up here and it always stuck in the back of my head. Like, you know, what, it, what is this? And looked more into it and I uh, was doing concrete at the time and was juggling the two and uh, got into this and hit the ground running. I was very grateful and fortunate. Kind of had a base here, though, from knowing a bunch of people. So yeah. kind of just worked my sphere and um, that's how it kind of hopped off. Love it, man. It's working that network. So you started kind of, that's funny, man, how, how crazy close our stories are. Cause you know, that's, I decided not to go do football in college and go straight into entrepreneurship. Everybody thought I was crazy at the time, but it seemed to work out. You know, the bills don't come on pink slips anymore, but uh, you know, it's, it's great that, so you start, you were doing concrete. So, you know, a large chunk of my audience are contractors, right? Cause like, that's where I started out from. Uh, so you were doing some concrete and then you're like, all right, blue collar, white collar. I can make a lot more money over here. Not okay. one of the great things I love about real estate as well is like, you don't necessarily have to trade your time for dollars, right? Yeah. Like there's time involved, but if you can lock down a deal, you're not necessarily paid for the hours that you worked on that deal. You're paid up a percentage, um, which now means that you can make more money um, over like an hourly job. Right. Oh yeah. That's what, like when I first started, like my, my family's full of plumbers and then my other family is just all concrete. Best concrete company in Louisville, Algar Concrete. Everybody's going to give them a shout out. That's yeah, right. That's right. Give a shout out. Yeah. But I was like, uh, yeah, they were like, when I told them I'm going to be a real estate agent, I was telling everybody. 
I, I sucked at school and I was like, I'm going to be a real estate agent. And all of them were like, you know, real estate agents don't get paid weekly. Like, how are you going to do this? And um, I was like, man, I was like, if you're good, you get paid more than once a week. I was like, <laughs> so I said, I, I'm going to try being the best I can at it. And um, that's kind of been my mindset ever since I started. Uh, yeah, man, I love that. And I love that you said you taught you, you, you mentioned that you had a network already. Right. And like when you got started, you just went back to your network and started tapping in. You know, one of the biggest mistakes that I made in my first several years in business was like, I just had like a little spiral bound notebook that like I just wrote, you know, hey, Mo Linda Johnson's yard on one, two, three Sycamore Street. And like, I didn't have any CRM or any type of, you know, any type of system. Um, you know, Facebook, it was 2007, 2008. So Facebook wasn't huge yet. Um, how, what was like your steps? Let's give, I'm all about tactics, man. Let's give some people some tactics. What'd you do when you started kind of in the very first beginning of, of being a realtor? How How'd you really tap into that network? What what were the steps that you took? Man, uh, so Sanex had a huge like community backup on me. Like they were kind of like every time you go to a football game, it's like, what are you doing? I didn't tell them I'm over here pouring concrete. I said, I'm about to be a real estate agent. Mm. And so everybody who kept talking to me, because I mean, you get me rolling. I just love talking about things I'm doing and kind of helping. Um, people love helping any way they can. So yeah, we were just going back and forth. And I was just like, I'm trying to be a realtor and I'm going to be the best there is. And they were like, OK, Ethan. And I'm like, no, like, I'm serious. Like, I'm going to be a good realtor. I was like, just be on the look for me. And <laughs> thankfully enough, I failed my test so many times. Everybody thought I was a realtor by the time it all came. <laughs> so, uh, so by the time you finally got your license, everybody's like, man, how's that real estate thing going? It's been six months. You off to a good yeah. start. <laughs> they're like, man, they're like, keep killing it. <laughs> That's what, uh, so I did the videos. Um, that's kind of what really ticked it off. Like every time I was to learn something, um, I was very big on knowledge and like my first year, like I was like, I got to know everything. I got to make sure I have money to pay taxes. Those were my big things. Mm. And, um, every time I learned something new, I always posted it just off my iPhone and, um, posted on the social media and nobody really cared. And then, uh, started making money and was like, all right, now I need a MacBook. I need to make my own videos. And then, <laughs> After I found out I sucked at making MacBook videos, I was like, all right, I need to hire somebody. <laughs> and um, kind of did my own flow. Like, I always preach being very authentic. I feel like when some people get started, like, they stop with their authentic side or often, whatever. I'm very authenticity. Authentic. <laughs> yeah, authenticity. There we go. There's the word. And like, I'm very authentic. And that, that was one thing I just kept preaching. Like, I'm going to show people what I do. And mm. if you like it, great. But if not, we're going to keep on going. And um, I was fortunate enough uh, on my videos, I just be Ethan and uh, trust house sells itself. But um, <laughs> bringing people new information every day and trying to teach people and help people. That's been like my big um, success story, I'd say. That's uh, cool, I'm always willing to help people. That was the biggest thing. Like, it's not about and, the paycheck. And, and not afraid, uh, not afraid to tell people about what you're doing, right? Like I see yeah. that a lot of times with entrepreneurs. Like, listen, man, timid salespeople have skinny kids. Like, you oh, can't, yeah. you can't be afraid to tell people what you're doing, what your hustle is, how you might be able to help them. And I love you took it a step further, man. You pulled out the phone and made the little selfie video that yeah. you know. Of, and I tell you, if you go look at the beginning videos I made on my YouTube channel. Yeah. They're shit. If we go look yeah. at your first couple of videos, they're shit. Everybody's yeah. first videos are shit, right? But it's having the courage to take that out and, and the audacity to just, just keep pushing. Um, yeah. You know, that's such a big piece of success. You know, I think it's 
you got to believe in yourself when nobody else does. Right. So like when you're telling people, Hey man, I'm going to be the best real estate agent there is. I'm going to be, I'm going to be this awesome realtor. And like, yeah, I bet you are, man. You kept believing. You didn't let that creep in and go, well, maybe they're right. Or after you failed your test two or three times, you didn't go, man, I don't know. Maybe this ain't for me. It's like, no, I know this is for me. These are just other hurdles I got to overcome to get to that level. That's so important, man, for entrepreneurs and, and salespeople in general to remember that, that when the going gets tough, man, the tough get going. You gotta, you gotta pick okay. yourself up and keep and keep pushing. And so, and so, like you told people that, right? And so, like that's where that self belief is obviously there. But then also not being afraid to speak it from the mountaintops. Like I think that you know that Cardone's probably one of the best guys at this, right? Love him or hate him. Sometimes I'm like, it rubs me the wrong way. But like the dude is not afraid to be loud. Sometimes that makes him look like a complete jackass. But he doesn't care. He kind of takes that in stride. And, and I love to hear that you're like, nobody cared about my videos, but I kept putting them out. I learned stuff. I make videos about it because, you know, a lot of our, a lot of my clients are insurance agents. And I tell them, like, do you know how many questions people have about insurance that you just think are second knowledge? Same thing for real estate agents. If there's agents that are watching us now, you all have so much knowledge that you kind of forget what the common person doesn't know. Right. Like we don't know. We don't know. Like. Are you allowed to, do you leave the Cillin fans or do you take the Cillin fans with you when you move? Hey, it's Ethan Adams in today's video. I'm going to talk. And then it's like four minutes of fucking talking about if you leave your Cillin fan or not, but now you got a piece of content. Um, Exactly. Sometimes I just did stuff for the content. That was the big thing. See, exactly, man. So, so content, content, content. (laughs) It's it. it. And there's, and like, we live in this world. I tell all my clients, like, there's no such thing as making too much content. Like you can't be in people's feed too often. I mean, the average American spends four and a half to five hours a day on their mobile device. Like they need content to look at. Uh, So, so you started making content, you started tapping your network. Let's talk about like your first deal. That's what I'm really interested in. Like your first transaction. Uh, Talk talk to us a little bit about that. Give us, give us the ins and outs on your first deal you closed. So it was somebody in my sphere of influence. I was like, I was reaching out to him and was like, man, I said, that was one thing I felt like a lot of people didn't do in the real estate world was being afraid to ask for business. Yeah. So like, you know, even like when people would ask me like, Hey, like, I don't need to sell my house. I was like, well, who, you know, like, I was like, you got somebody who you recommend. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, my cousin Jim or something. Well, I'm like, all right, well, I can't beat Jim out on that one On to the next and was just asking friends and family. And, uh, it, it was one of my like associates through a group and, um, he ended up, you know, Hey, I want to sell my house. You think I can make some money? I was like, well, let me, let me see how it can work. And, uh, when, through the presentation side of things where um, I had a mentor, Joe Sims, he ended up kind of showing me the very professional way to do it. Um, He set the Mm -hmm. strategy kind of from the start for me, but as well, just kind of educated me on like, how can you do it? And I was three months into it. I didn't think I'd get my first deal for six, eight months and got my first deal and threw it on the market. It looked beautiful. It was right there, Bannon Crossing. Still remember it, Barstown Road and Breckenridge. And um, ended up selling it in a day. I had multiple offers. I was so overwhelmed. Um, it was wow. when the market was still like in the beginning stages of getting hot. And um, yeah, ended up getting like over asking price. The guy thought I was absolutely amazing. <laughs> First time home buyers, they like are big on just like throwing your name out there. It was like, man, you got to go to my dude. And um, that's what I kind of just ended up finding out. Like I was like, all right, first time buyers, they're my, they're my crew. So um, that's who I ride for. And, um, you know, I'm still able to 
now I'm asking people like, Hey, your parents gonna sell their house soon. And like now I'm working <laughs> with people's parents. Yeah. So kind of, you grow your, uh, your sphere. That's for sure. But, um, they're kind of like, damn, this guy, he knows something because of that mm. knowledge aspect that I preach so hard on in the beginning mm. stages. So having that knowledge and just being able to ask for business, I thought was huge for my first deal. Love it, man. I love it. What, um, what's one thing you would have changed about how you did the first deal? Oh, how quickly I accepted the offer. I said, damn, I should have got, I should have <laughs> let it go a little bit and kind of work it. Um, cause, um, now you, you get so excited like real estate agents, they'll see a couple deals fly through and you're getting, you know, five, 10, 20,000 over. How are you supposed to talk that seller out of, you know, wow, that's too good. We can't beat it. Um, yeah. Stay impatient. Um, and that was another thing, like getting in the real estate world and even the entrepreneurial side of it. Um, because now I'm holding, I got my holds now that I'm starting with my flips in the Airbnb. And I'm like, damn, like you got to be patient. Mm. That's the key thing I say in real estate is just being patient. Yeah. That's always, uh, I've always thought to myself, like if a house sells on the first day, they didn't ask enough for it. Like, because it's just, everybody tells me that. <laughs> we just went ahead more. I said, I don't even know how to price anything anymore. I, I'll tell you, man, it's crazy. I've taught, I've got some other friends and realtors as well. And it's like, you know, they're, they're seeing inspectors come through on homes and they're like, God, yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. You know, and it's like, dude, the, the basement wall's leaking. You know, you're not going to, it's a $20,000. <laughs> I don't want to kill the deal. I don't want to yeah, go back. No, it's, it's a $400,000 house. Go ahead. Leaky basement at all. You know, it's indoor swimming pool. So it's uh, so yeah, I, through the roof. I, I get it, man. I get it. Well, that's cool, man. That's great to to hear that, you know, you worked in your center of influence. Like that's, that's such a big piece to it, man. It's building that network. And, you know, I always tell like Easy Pro, which is our my power washing and window cleaning company, you know, we've got over 6,000 customers in our database now. And it's like, it's so simple for me to like send an email or a text message blast or a ringless voicemail and just boom, the phones light up, people yeah. calling, they won't work, right? And it's like having, making sure that you build that book of business out the gate, man. Because here's the thing too, is like where I messed up was like, I didn't start building that book of business until like I got busy and I'm like, I can't keep track of shit anymore, right? Now I need a CRM versus like in your beginning years, that's when you can spend the most time with your customers. That's when you can make them feel the most special. That's like when you can go above and beyond. Like those first hundred people that you interact with, like those are the easiest ones to make a lifetime, lifelong relationship with. But I think a lot of times they, they don't do that. They don't keep that, that database. And so um, that's cool, man, that you're able to work inside there. Let's, let's keep moving now. So how many, how many real estate transactions do you know off the top of your head? How many have you done since, since being licensed? Yeah, I did 78 this year. So I okay. Said, uh, Perfect. So 78 I, last yeah, year. Yeah. It was like 60, 60, 2020. And then what was that? I did like another 30. So I'm like over a yeah. deal, almost 200 deals first three years. So you definitely getting paid more than once a week. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I, said. I got paid once a week at least. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's cool, man. So uh, let's talk about like some of the hurdles. Cause I, you know, I know that you're like making videos and things like that um, around branding. Cause like there's a million real estate agents out there, just yeah. like with contractors, there's a million concrete companies. There's a million power washing businesses. There's a million insurance agents. Um, when you look at brand, how, how important is that to you? And like, what do you do with your brand? Man, like my brand this past year is the first time I experienced it where um, people really do like everybody preached video in the beginning and relationships. But then I found out like when I was producing these videos and people kept seeing like 
this guy is not really that fake like car salesman like they kind of felt like they knew me so like i go out in public mm -hmm. and people come up hey you're ethan adams and like Louisville's <laughs> a small town and it was like you I was, it's a small big town and it was just yeah. like people are like every time you talk about real estate like my videos kind of branded me like this guy is doing some like different stuff um so now everybody did start knowing who i was um which mm -hmm. was cool it was great um and then capitalizing on those conversations were the big things because it's right. like you can't like they can't be like, like hey you're ethan and then like you're just like yep all right see ya <laughs> yeah uh, thanks nice yeah, to meet you yeah. back to eat your pasta yeah. like you gotta be like yeah so yeah. it was you watching my videos because you're thinking about buying or selling which yeah. which part of the market are you in like and that's yeah they, that's they, important they, man. people love talking about real estate so taking those seconds out of the day and like even though like my girlfriend hates me because like i'll be out in public and people will come up and want to talk real estate and i do like I value that because I appreciate just people supporting me. And I'm just like, like have a quick conversation with them, have that mm -hmm. five to 10 minute conversation, um, make an indention, that first impression on them when they do see you out in public. Mm -hmm. And um, they kind of are like, damn, this guy really is authentic and he's just trying to help people. And he's very passionate about what he does. And that's the, what I'm trying to push through my brand is being authentic, being passionate and trying to help people. So yeah. I, I think my my um, my business is revolved around that, and that's kind of where it keeps growing. Um, now that, just surging yeah. it and reaching more people is the big thing yeah. I'm dealing with. Yeah, I noticed one of your videos the other day. You like had showed a house, and you're talking about how like the house was outside the HOA, but the garage was across the street or something like, you know, just just talking about that those types of things. Um, you know, that's like. To me, you know, I, I don't know why more agents when they're starting out, why they don't go hit open houses because you could take this thing, bro. You want a million dollar house as a listing? You got it. All you got to do is show up on Sunday. Hey, Linda, my name's DJ. I'm a local agent. You mind if I shoot some videos for my clients? No, no problem. Hey, we're here at 123 Main Streets. Yeah. List price $1.2 million. Let's go inside. Check it out. Like you got that $1.2 million listing now as far as the internet's concerned. They don't know the difference. Yeah, people, <laughs> people ask me to take videos of their listings because now they've gotten that good where they were just like, like you could, I was like, can I do it? And people are like, you got people who are just stuck in their own ways. Like that, that again, I'll revert back to Gary V was like, do stuff for free. Like I'd pay for the marketing, but I had a million dollar listing technically to the social world. Yep. <laughs> Shit, dude, Ethan's doing it big. Exactly. Exactly. And that perception is reality, right? Like that's, you know, that one of the things we're doing this year that kind of like clicked for me last year, uh, you know, we had our full-time creative director with Andy and when we do what we call our marquee projects, right? So like when we did the Cincinnati soccer stadium, which was a six figure power washing project, like we come in shoot drone footage, like we make a marquee project out of it. You know, I met with a distillery yesterday that was like wanting some cleaning done. I'm going to go back to them and be like, okay, well, here's your quote for the cleaning, but oh, by the way, we're going to make this marketing video for you as well for free. Like I wasn't using that on the front side. I'm like, I'm going to make it. I know it's going to happen. Let me just put that on the table as something for free. And now okay. it adds more value to the deal. Um, I think it's, I think it's a big part of, of entrepreneurship, man. The more skillful you are with being able to see those like free value ads you can put on the table for people, man, it just takes you so much further in, in the life cycle of that business dealing. Yeah. Like, um, I did a video. So like, this is when it really hit me like, okay, these videos are just more than just marketing for me. Like I go and do a video for somebody who built their house from the ground up. He was like 75, 76 years old. So he had some years in this house. 
literally the guy has a condo in Florida and would watch his security camera just to see his property sometimes. And he told me that. I was like, you know, when I do this listing video, you can literally watch your house and go back and see it and show your grandkids forever. And he just started crying on me and was just like, man, that's awesome. And he's like, you know, I really appreciate that. And I really did try showcasing his property as well as I could. And he was just blown away with it. So I was like, ever since then, you know, people request Harley to come in and they're like, can Harley do a video? And I'm like, hey, I'm the real estate agent. I'm my dog. <laughs> but um, those are the meaningful impacts where it's like, okay, like, let's let's make this as cool as we can. Um, yeah, it helps me stand out. And it's like the seller goes off and they show off, you know, hey, look at look what my agent did. Mm-hmm. There, mm-hmm. Those are those free video ads where it's like, damn, I got paid, you know, the same percent. And he didn't do no damn video like that. <laughs> exactly. Deliver, just deliver, over delivering on that value, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, let's go. Uh, let, I want to talk a little bit about like knowledge. You mentioned education and, and inf- you know, knowledge and, and education are super important. I actually have up on uh, up on my wall. I, I have that, you know, imagination is more important than education because I truly believe like you can have knowledge. But if you can't think outside the box and use your imagination, um, then your, your ability to problem solve would be limited only to the technicality of the information that you have. Tell me some like books or some programs, mentors, like this is kind of your chance to tell my audience like, hey, listen, this is the book or this is the thing that really was like oh, eye opening, right? Like what is it that you can share with my audience um, as far as like a, a knowledge or an education side? So um, when I was getting into it and people were like, it was like my first year in and they asked me about Rich Dad, Poor Dad and they were like, you haven't read that? Oh they yeah. Like, they, they're like, thought it was disrespectful. I was a real estate <laughs> didn't read that so I was ended up reading that kind of um, went into that mindset then and then um, as well started doing some Grant Cardone and different social figures that I found interesting even Mm -hmm. some of the million dollar listing people like what are they doing yeah Um, the motivation side of things because I think uh, a lot of this is all mindset stuff Um, there's been blueprints that have been set um, and still um, work to this day. I do a lot of new school and old school. Like I've mm. and that's listening to these new social powers on seeing what they're doing. Um, but as well, just look, listen to that motivation and changing the mindset through David Goggins. Um, you know, some of the ET books, Eric Thomas was big through football for me. I mean, shit, I, I did. Um, I did a couple of those. I'm a big mob fan too. So I, the mafia, I was like, I re- read a couple okay. of the mafia. So okay. The, just on the power aspect of things, uh, it was very interesting how they could really, um, um, really just their, their power and their persona of themselves was absolutely interesting to me. I've, I've been like that since I was little. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I just did those big social figures and um, as well, some Zig Ziglar did some of that. Got um, Zig. Yeah, I was like some of those old school books that I just found interesting was like I found them on social and was like, how are they working their business? Um, and then as well, just listen to those like mentors of like Ron Searhant, like how did he mm-hmm. kind of do his thing? Josh Altman from a million dollar listing LA, just kind of yeah. getting those point of views from things and where I can kind of help grow and surge. Cause like I said, blueprints have been set. It's yeah. just kind of adapting them and doing a couple of things differently. For uh, sure. Reading the real estate stuff, like going through and going to those uh, meetings, I'm investing in yourself. Um, because that was one thing when I heard that I didn't really believe it like oh you can read a book and get it but it was like when you actually go to these conferences and go into like 
Ricky Carruth, I've done his books, went to his conferences, um, and kind of something I based a lot of my business off of and seeing, you know, seeing him in person was cool. Um, in those motivation mindset people, I said, I think it's needed to be seen face to face. It's a different experience. Um, and investing that money into those experiences, you yeah. gain relationships and different things and knowledge where it's like, you got to invest in yourself. That was one thing yeah. I had an issue with. I was That's like, tough, man. yeah. So I said, you know, social, social media kind of taught me where to look on uh, my mentor side of things or like how to kind of build, um, from those relationships on those big stars um, mm -hmm. and then doing those mindset people who Eric Thomas, Zig Ziglar uh, kind of changed my mindset completely. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's good stuff, man. I love that. What, tell me about the, so you, so you got into real estate without now knowing rich dad, poor dad. So Robert Kiyosaki, what, what were your big takeaways? Cause that's like, to me, man, that's like entrepreneurship one-on-one. You have to read that. Uh, yeah, book, it is. <laughs> yeah. Cause like I said, my dad was a plumber. My dad's never made a real estate investment. Um, so it really hit me hard because like when I met my mentor into the game, like he was like, man, you got to have long-term rentals. Like he's like, I got 27 of them and they're, they're paid off. And I'm like, how did you do like, wow. You must have a ton of money in it. He was like, I didn't have a ton of money and until now, but he's like, <laughs> uh, and kind of showed me those. And I was like, that was kind of my rich dad and my poor dad. Yeah. Uh, and my dad like makes good money, but like just didn't put it in the right spots. Um, where he's yeah, been in his back and breaking over um, you know he's going to be working until he's 70 years old and my mentor is 65 and you know it barely probably works a quarter of what my dad does and makes 10 times more yeah it's so, it's a it's a tough dynamic when you're reading that book because like you instantly pick out like which one's your dad right like is he the rich dad yeah. or the poor dad and it's like I, it's a, I was like dad you're the poor one in this I'm sorry. <laughs> And it, you know, and it's not, it's not the like demeanor or like anything like that it just is what it is. Right. But like, it's, it's so that book, man, is so eye opening. If you guys are listening to this or watching it over on YouTube, um, you know, if you guys haven't checked out Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Now he's getting a little older in his age. He's a little crazy. I don't know if you saw the interview, him and Cardone had uh, an interview yeah. and yes, yes. Grant got on there and was just straight pitching for investors. And like, Kiyosaki like he went to break came back and Grant was gone like he's like you're not you're not pitching my, my audience so uh <laughs> now I could see how he was just like because his audience they're they're different there's a yeah. lot of different aspects of it yeah and so and there's and there's a million ways to slice slice the real estate pot man and like however you want to get yours right like I've done I've wholesale deals I've bought and hold I mean I've got 70 units over in the west end that are mainly section eight that was a syndicated deal with out-of-town investors I mean there's a million ways to make money with real estate I think even your one of your big points is like you can't just be like like that earned income is just part of it you have to be able to figure out how you get into those other quadrants for that that QS he talks about from, you know, that employment to self-employed, you know, that real estate agent, you kind of in both of those box, right? Like, cause you, you gotta be an employee when it's like, you gotta make sure the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. You're self-employed when you're going out and hustling and working long hours outside of regular business hours, but you've got to be able to take those big fat commission checks and roll them into that business owner, that investment side um, to, or to buy and hold, or like you said, Airbnbs or flips and things like that. Um, you know, I think that's super important for the listeners to understand. Yeah, you got to diversify. Like I've seen too many people put their eggs all in one basket and commission checks get you through. But, you know, when what happens when those commission checks slow down, it's like, right. uh, where are you going to go? So 
Yeah. Uh, that, that's one thing. I, at 23, I was able to buy my first package, and um, we'll have hopefully 50 units by the end of this year. So Nice, man. Like I said, um, we're growing and um, kind of going to leverage that and go into the commercial side of things. And Nice. Yeah, so I said I'm I'm diverse. Let's talk about that. What do you want? Like multifamily? Are you taking like commercial, like strip malls, or what's what's your plan I, on that? I just have all straight multifamily right now. Um, okay. We have two single families, but um, we came across a guy who's 89 years old and had all these units, and you know they've been paid off for years. Deferred maintenance though, so I said we had a great deal, mm-hmm. but um, you can't be scared of it. You know when you buy a fourplex for say 100 and it's worth four, you know okay I could throw some money in this and. Mm-hmm. Um, the appreciation's there. Just knowing the market was a key um, as well going forward with those. Um, so I, I'm able to have, those are my single family and my multifamily, my, my you know, mailbox money, hopefully. Right. Uh, but then I want to go into the commercial side, either the strip centers or um, going into just big warehouse spaces. Industrial's huge, so I probably know I can't get massive. into it. Yeah. Um, big thing I want to do is have that warehouse space and try doing the mixed use where it's like, I can do like, you know, we're doing one right now with starting it off. And I said, there's a bar underneath and we're going to Airbnb the top. And so they have that event space in the Airbnb space, which I've just heard through a lot of different, um, professionals on that side. It's the way to go. So I said, Mm -hmm. if I can do something where there's a warehouse space and multi-use it, I said, that's one way I'm trying to tap in there. And Hey, one day I want to build a skyscraper. So I said, I got to figure it out. Love that, man. Love that. Yeah. You only about 150, 200 million bucks. You'd be, you'd be yeah, good to yeah. know. Right? We'll, we'll get there one day. I said, it's, <laughs> it's on the bottom you know, of the goal sheet, but it's there. That's right. You know, uh, Jimmy Bolin is a member down at the Pendennis Club um, where I'm a member at. And the dude's like 81, 82 years old. The guy's been a builder since the 60s. Like the guy's just real estate through and through. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and uh you probably know his sons uh they're i mean they're still I know, I know the last name yeah I was like yeah so uh will is one of his sons and uh the other guy's name's escaping me right now but um you know when i was talking to jimmy b he he this is the kind of tapping back into that mentor side uh, you know we're sitting at the round table and i was like man i, I really need to like get with you jimmy i want to build i want to build some spec houses i just don't know the first thing about building anything right like i need to learn that he said, well, hold on a second. He reaches back in his pocket, pulls his wallet out, opens it up. He said, I've been carrying this thing around with me since the 70s. And he, he pulls out this old piece of paper. And on it, it's handwritten. I took a picture of it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can post it up here on the camera. Um, and it was like the formula for breaking down the real estate. So of course I had to have my old fashioned. I was at the pandemic. No way. <laughs> yeah. So this is like from the seventies. So it says sell price is a hundred percent. Land price is 20% of the purchase price. Uh, hard cost are 50%. Uh, interest carrying costs are three and a half. Financing expenses are four. Marketing expenses are six. And then, uh, looks like government and admin are four and a half, which leaves you with a 12% profit margin. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's huge. Like that's the blue, like, okay, now I know what my numbers need to be like. Yeah, there you go. Once you have that formula, you can reverse. Like if I buy a hundred thousand dollar lot, now I know what the house has to be to make all that shit work. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's so important, man, learning this information, whether it be Robert Kiyosaki, whether it be some old guy at a round table that's been in the game for decades, yeah. like, it's so important to, to do that. And it's one of the things I think 
COVID has just absolutely crushed any entrepreneurs that have tried to start in like the last 36 months because you've lost all that networking ability, which is such a huge piece of business. Um, how do you kind of manage to weather the storm, man, over the past, you know, two years that we've lost of our lives of, you know, just crazy shit? Um, what, how, how has your game plan kind of changed? Because what's going to be cool, Ethan, is when you and I are 80 years old, we'll be able to look back at this video and be like, damn, you remember that COVID pandemic bullshit? Uh, you know, so, you know, what what have you done over the last couple of years? What what adjustments have you had to make in your business? And I do. I um, So Brian Buffini was a guy you look into kind of early. That's that's what I was rolled into immediately when I started real estate. And he always preached about the relationship side of things, working your sphere and working those A plus clients. So my A plus clients are going to be good for two transactions at least a year. My A's are about one, and my okay. B's are somebody who would just recommend me. Okay. Um, so I got, I let me let me stop you. Let me stop you right there because that's a, that's that was a nugget in itself, right? Like I tell people all the time, all clients are not the same. Like, and so you just said that you kind of have three categories of clients. Your yes. your top shelf are the dudes that are going to do two deals with you a year. Your next level is the once a year deals. And then the other ones are the ones that are just going to talk about you maybe once every five years or something, right? When they want to move or transact or more like a referral uh, base than anything. So that was a huge one, man. Go ahead. Sorry. Exactly. That was I mean, a big piece. I do. I even have like my C clients who I keep in my CRM, but I'm like, all right, like these are people I kind of need to work on my relationship with. Like, yeah. it's like we went to high school together, but like we haven't caught a beer, like, and it's like, those are the people where you don't put as much time into them, but like your A plus clients, like I'm inviting my A plus clients to lunch. I'm inviting them to client appreciation always. Um, we'll have two to three events a year. Um, wow. So I touch them that many times a year, just on my client appreciation. And in, in that I'm inviting my A's and some, some B's. I said, I'm still trying to uh, gain a little bit more capital. Cause like I, I said, like, we'll do one at Churchill Downs this year is the plan. Nice. Uh, bite them out and kind of sit in millionaire's row, do the, I'm teaming up with somebody and they're like, we can, we can make sure yours get in there too. So yeah. uh, my mentor, my mentor. So I was like, nice. yeah, he kind of pulled, <laughs> pulled some strings for me. Um, but yeah, like doing different things where you show that appreciation and, um, you know, calling them, just checking in. I, I tried touching uh, my A's, B's probably 10 to 12 times a year. And that's what I was big on. Um, three of those are going to be client appreciation and just those other nine, I'd say is just checking in with them, um, sending them a card, maybe just sending them a $5 gift card to Starbucks. Um, yep. it's something I was always taught growing up well, growing into the real estate world is always keep those there. Um, and I hear like, there's a legend in my office. His name's Floyd McCarty. Literally he has 50 units now and they're near, damn near all paid off. He's a legend wow. here. And like he does um, a lot of these relocation companies. And he was like, a lot of those clients, he would say they were given to me, but I never kept following up. So, mm. I mean, he, and he was like, that was his biggest regret. He said, if I didn't, he said, if I followed up as much as you do, he said, I wouldn't have to work this hard. <laughs> I said, that, that's who you want to work with are those uh, clients who just refer you. And that's your free, free advertising. Yeah. yeah. So and did COVID know, affect that at all? Or like, were you just like still stick to the plan, man? I gotta, I gotta get I a hold of them. Um, there was, um, like some, like I did a restaurant this year and we can only have so much capacity, um, different things like that, where it was still like a lot of people who didn't make it 
Like I do yeah. pie giveaways and stuff like that. They still got their pie. If they, they didn't come, I'm still dropping that pie off. <laughs> um, and just yeah, doing, you do the Thanksgiving pies, right? Yeah. yeah. I'll talk a little bit about that program. Cause I think that's pretty interesting. It's cool, dude. Like I was like, cause I, I really do. Like I had a baby, you know, six months, she's almost six months now. So I said, I don't have time to go drink all the time now. <laughs> I said, and just seeing all my clients um, was an issue. So I was like, let's do pie giveaways. And we set it up, send them out cards, um, send them a reminder. Then we have e-alerts too. Like if they look at it and don't respond. So I do, I follow up because mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to make sure you saw this. And um, <laughs> they all come to the office and, you know, I driving through and just kind of catching up with them, having that five to 10 minute conversation, just catching up with their family and everything, you mm-hmm. know, little Jimmy's, he's about to start looking for a house now, you know, and you know, they start throwing names out there. Like I'll throw your name out there. Like nobody does this. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people do it, but you just don't do it consistently. And, uh, you know, having, I was able to rent out a restaurant and got, got all their food paid for and they loved it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, one deal man. pays for the whole thing so i was like man i'm like i love doing them um, yeah i, I try doing stuff it's gonna be interesting though so i said yeah. the, the pie thing was a huge hit though i said they loved it i go that's big crazy. too go with the big pies from Costco. Big pie. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love it man i love it cool man well what's uh we'll, we'll start wrapping up here what's what what is uh what would you say is kind of like the biggest thing that's helped you be successful this far um being the best um, you be the best you and everything mm. else follows. Yeah. Um, you know, that me I was, versus me mentality, right? 100%. Like, I don't, I don't worry about anything, but being the best. Like if I'm the best real estate agent, I'm going to, you know, have that contract in line. I'm going to do a smooth closing. If I'm doing my job every day, I'm going to follow up with them. And that's just being a part of being the best. Mm. Um, shooting for that number one spot is great. Um, I think it's always motivation. What am I going to do if I hit number one? Uh, I guess got to go against me. Um, stay, stay on top, man. Yeah. The, the journey's one part. Staying up there's another, right? <laughs> yeah. So I said that that was the big thing to me. I was told when I was young, uh, they said, Ethan, you got so much potential. He said, don't leave it. Don't leave it here. Mm. Um, so I was like my mentor. I had like a life mentor. I had a little bit of a rough high school career. And my mentor, he, I mean, he was like, man, he was like, you can do anything. He was like, you got so much potential. He said, don't leave any of it here when you're gone. So Love I said, that, that's, that's my thing. I said, be the best Ethan I can be. That's cool. That's cool. So that's, you guys heard, man. You got to be the best you can be. That's why I love that me versus me, man. It's like you're all, the only person you're competing against is who you were yesterday, who you were this time last year, you know, who you were last quarter, um, you know, exactly. just that incremental progress. That stuff adds up, man. It's like, I can't believe I'm going on 15 years of being an entrepreneur now. Like I still feel like I've been five, but it's like those incremental increases, uh, you know, when you stack those up, it's like compounding interest. Like Warren Buffett talks about, like there's no greater power than compounding interest. And it's just, it's so, so, so incredibly powerful. Uh, what's one we talked about Robert Kiyosaki, but uh, is there a current book that you're reading right now? Uh, man, uh, it's uh, think big, the magic okay. of thinking big. Okay. Um, yep. I don't know who the, the author is on it. It's at my house right now. I said, um, and yeah, I've been doing that just, narrowing it down i used to be terrible at reading so i said uh, i'm just uh i'm a little slow but i said i've been reading as much as i can david schwartz the magic of thinking big so if you guys are listening you go check that out 
Um, yeah, man, I love, love that. And then any last thoughts before we, before we wrap up, I know we were going to do this in person. So if you guys are watching on YouTube or if you're listening on the podcast, we're Ethan and I, we've been talking for months, man, about getting together. So, you know, we got this ginormous ice storm that's coming through. It looks like it's finally starting to stick to the trees a little bit now, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, unfortunate we couldn't get together in person, but, uh, we'll definitely do it soon. What's, what's something you want to leave the audience with, man? Man, you look in the buy, sell, invest, anything. <laughs> I don't pitch, my man. <laughs> <laughs> you got to call me. I'm the best in the city. I love it. I love it. Hey, it would uh, a perfect ending to the sales factory, right? You got to end with a pitch. So, no, nah, man. You got to end it. with the pitch. Come on, bro. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Ethan, how can people find you if they want to follow you online? Check out those real estate videos and learn a little Instagram, bit more about them. Instagram, eadams97 uh, or underscore realtor or uh call me directly i pick up every single phone call you can test it for yourself 502-558-8193 love it man. Um, love yeah it. so i said just don't even email me just call me <laughs> i love hey i'm i'm with you bro i'm i'm to the point now where it's like i don't even want to schedule calls anymore like just give me a big list i'm just gonna run through them like that's what i said <laughs> i was like nobody likes calling i said i can i can knock this out a lot quicker Exactly. Exactly, man. Well, hey, we appreciate you coming on the Sales Factory. Guys, if you're watching this, if you liked it, give it a big thumbs up. Leave us a comment if you're watching on YouTube. I'm sure Ethan and I will hop in and chat it up with you guys in the comments section. If you're watching on any of the other social media platforms, make sure you hit the share button. Uh, get this information out to help other people. Um, and as always here in the Sales Factory, it's all about helping you get to the money quicker. I'm Coach Carroll. Here's to your success. Till next time, guys. See ya.